Hello, everyone. This is Mark Squires. Welcome to FinPoint. Today, we'll continue our conversation by exploring the next level to the all-important value stack we've been talking a lot about, this time achieving goals. So whether it's retirement, college, healthcare, charity, well, even, even a boat, let's face it, we all have certain financial goals or milestones that we're working towards. So today we're going to chat with eMoney's head of financial planning, our colleague Matt Schulte, to get his insights on the importance of goal-based planning and how important it is to have digital built into your firm's DNA. After that, we're going to sit down with Mark Horner, founder of Fairhaven Wealth Management, to hear his thoughts on how we should all shift our view of money from something more than just a pile to build on, but rather a tool to help achieve individual goals. So with that, let's get started with Matt. Matt, welcome to the conversation. Why don't we dig in and get to some of your experience and observations? Sure. eMoney is an 18-year-old technology company. Uh, we provide financial planning-led technology solutions for financial advisors of all stripes. We were acquired by Fidelity in 2015, and we do business with financial advisors and firms both inside and outside of the Fidelity footprint. And personally, uh, I've been with eMoney from day one. So, Matt, if we may, let's start with just the basics of how this second tier to our value stack works. So, when we say achieving goals, what does that mean to you in today's financial advice market? Well, I think really from my perspective, I look at it in two different ways. One, as a certified financial planner, uh, and another as a technology provider. Uh, and so a couple of things come to mind. First, as a financial planner, before you can achieve your goals, uh, you need to really plan for them. The first step of which is to make sure that as an advisor, you have collaborated with your client and made sure you have identified both short and long-term goals uh, and that you're putting them kind of front and center in a formalized plan. Uh, in my opinion, it's working with a planning-led advisor that will give a client their best chance uh, at achieving goals, whatever those goals are, because those goals are going to change over time. And advisors need a planning framework to collectively uh, and collaboratively illustrate what those changes mean for their clients. Um, and the only way to start getting to a place where clients have peace of mind is getting them to a place where they're confident in their ability to achieve their goals. As a technology provider, I try to always keep in mind that every client is different in their goals and in the things that are important to them. Uh, as we at eMoney help advisors introduce financial concepts and communicate progress towards and the achievement of their financial goals, we need to do our best to make sure we take those differences into account. So, for example, a couple in their mid-30s with a small child and maybe another on the way is going to have a completely different perspective uh, and set of priorities around retirement than a couple in their early 60s planning to retire in the next five years or so. Uh, and we at eMoney need to recognize that difference and help advisors tell that story differently through the software as we help them reach and accomplish those financial goals. So let's talk about the shift, Matt, to planning-led advice more broadly as we move up from managing the money level of the value stack and, well, we head north. Sure. This is a shift that we here at eMoney have been witness to over the last 15 years or so. Planning-led advice is really putting the financial planning process at the center of your advice model. 
It's really making sure that no matter the advice you deliver, whether that's recommendations around managing your client's money or how you may be positioning a product solution for the client, the advice should be done from the context of how it fits into a financial plan. Some view financial planning as a, a once-and-done kind of engagement. That's a little bit of, a, uh, of an old mindset. To us, planning-led advice in a planning-led firm is about maintaining a relationship that moves through life with the client, being there, being available as the quarterback or that first phone call when they need assistance uh, wherever their individual financial journey takes them. So, Matt, we we talk about the expression goals-based planning, but maybe for our listeners, can you just give a simple definition of what that is and and contrast that, if you would, with a planning process from 10 years ago? How is it different? Sure. Traditionally, financial planning was more of a a spreadsheet-based way of doing business, overly focused on retirement planning. And this left, you know, a lot of individuals feeling left out. Um, Their priorities in their lives weren't weren't being focused on uh, in some of the tools that were available. So, you know, goals-based planning helps clients think beyond retirement to the other goals and objectives that resonate potentially with them more at at a given point in time, education funding, uh, starting a new business, saving for a special purchase, or or if you're younger, it could be paying down debt or or developing a budget. I think e-money and and some other providers have really enabled goals-based planning to become more mainstream because the web-based tools that have been developed over the last few years are integrated with data aggregation capabilities and really provide a living, breathing plan much better than the static printed report uh, that is out of date the, the, the second it is printed and handed over to the client. And so the, the, the tools today are, are better from that standpoint. They're also more engaging and more visually appealing from an interface standpoint, and that helps advisors you know, put those goals front and center in their subsequent client meetings and really provides for the easy review and adjustment of those goals as time goes by because we all know that things will change. So and it, and it makes it real for people, I would think. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, it, it goes so far as to many advisors actually encourage their client to come up with very specific names for their goals because it will resonate more with them when it comes to acting and executing on those goals. Uh, it will mean more to them if, if they've put that thought into it and, uh, and the name means something. So let's continue on with the tools portion of this, since obviously the tools and the technology and everything that eMoney has built from a planning perspective are so critically important to making a great experience for the advisor and, of course, their end investor. So how does technology make that process efficient? And, you know, how do you make it so it's not brand new every single time? Sure. I I think that nothing has, has helped to make financial planning more scalable than the integration of planning tools with account aggregation technology. As I mentioned earlier, this allows advisors and their clients to have a living, breathing financial plan because each night the technology goes out and it updates the client's accounts and holdings no matter where they are. Back in the day, it would take paper statements to go out and gather that data. You'd have to enter it all manually. Uh, And it made financial planning at many firms inconsistent and made the process for updating a plan just as time-consuming as the original plan itself because you'd, in essence, have to do it all over again. So because of the real-time updating of a client's 
financial plan, that particular innovation has helped the end investor become more engaged in the process. Today, clients can log in, they can view their plan, they can update data, they can add goals and change assumptions, and clients can do this completely on their own, at home, at night watching TV. This level of engagement was unheard of 15, 20 years ago, and I think is critically important as technology has evolved in enabling the end investor's level of participation in the financial planning process to increase. Yeah, well said. So let's uh, let's talk a bit about collaboration and interactive planning, which you touched upon a, mo- a moment ago about how important that really is in the process. When we think about eMoney's technology, where you can actually see the goals, how does that make it better? I'm really glad you asked that question because this is where eMoney has really invested a lot over the last five years and where I personally, as a planner, uh, am most proud of, of some of the work we've done. As I mentioned, clients are engaging in more of the nuts and bolts of financial planning more today than, than ever, uh, and, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, this is this is possible because technology is more collaborative, more interactive, and more visual each and every year. Uh, so if we look at, at one feature that we have called the Decision Center, uh, for example, that allows advisors to put the financial plan and all of their goals up on the wall of the conference room if they're meeting in person or up on the screen if you're in an online remote meeting kind of setting and engage in what-if scenarios interactively with the client. The advisor can walk through the plan, and the client can then move a slider up and down, changing their assumptions, or ask that a planning technique be added or removed. It's through this interactive back-and-forth process that the client really is able to understand the incremental impact any of these changes has on their plan. So, Matt, maybe important to say that, you know, the old adage, you get as much out of it as you put into it, is, is important for both the advisor and their client as they build these, you know, these goal-based plans. Yes, I, I think both parties need to, to have that active engagement. And, and, and I'll be honest, it's hard sometimes for some more seasoned uh, advisors who have been used to doing something the same way to change the way they meet with clients and the way they interact and engage. Um, but it's really important as, as we move forward. These technologies are evolving, as I said, faster than ever. Uh, we're not going to go backwards when it comes to this kind of engagement. We can only go forward. So so I would encourage anybody who's reluctant to take a shot at it. I, I would bet it's easier for them than, than they might think. So, Matt, let's maybe end with this. Talk to us a little bit about how this plays out at different life stages, millennials as an example, and the fact that a goals-based approach allows you to modularize and bring up topics when it's relevant. Yeah, I, I, as I, again, mentioned earlier, I think everyone's financial goals are different and everyone's priorities are unique. And that's, I don't think, never more apparent than when looking at various life stages. Uh, And I'm glad you brought up millennials because advisors are struggling with trying to figure out how to work with them. And I think a goals-based approach really has what many millennials are looking for. Everything doesn't have to lead to an analysis of how this might impact their retirement. For millennials, they have decades to tackle that topic. 
What is nice about a goals-based approach and financial planning software available today is that you can take this more modularized approach, you can continue to add to and refine your goals over time at whatever pace the, the, the millennial client wants to take it. As I described earlier, advisors would be well-served bringing millennials into the planning process and allowing for interactive planning sessions. These types of sessions give millennials the hands-on participation they're looking for and empowers them to feel in control of, of their finances. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you stopping by today, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Now let's hear what Mark Horner, founder of Fairhaven Wealth Management, has to say about achieving goals. Mark, welcome to the show, and and I would comment that we're both Mark with a C, which rarely do I get the presence of. It's great to be with another Mark with a C. Thanks for having me. So maybe you could just start off, tell us a bit about your background and how you ended up founding Fairhaven. Sure. So I started in the industry about 18 years ago in the wirehouse, and about three and a half years ago, uh, left the big firm world to uh, to go start the to go start Fairhaven. Just my view is that's just where all the all the actions happen, happening in the industry. So it's been a really busy three and a half years as we've grown the grown the team. But you know, thrilled to be on this side of the business. You know, you're a relatively new firm. Why are others joining? And and really, what's the differentiator? Yeah, so I would say it's a couple of a couple of things. One is uh, I think we've got a relatively unique compensation opportunity for our advisors. Uh, part of our growth strategy has been to acquire other firms, and uh, you know maybe I won't get into too much of the details, but in a nutshell, our advisors are able to participate in the acquisitions of other firms economically without having to do a lot of the work. And there's a ton of work that goes into acquiring firms. So that's one way. I'd say another another differentiator is we have a rather unique approach to financial literacy, where we produce a a, a series of educational videos covering a variety of topics, all under three minutes, most under two minutes in length. And I think those two things, I'd say, lead uh, our list of differentiators out there. Fantastic. So let's talk about what attracted you to the idea of goal-based planning. And did you have an aha moment when you said, this is really important to, to focus on? So absolutely. When I started in the business again 18 years ago, financial planning basically consisted of gathering a whole bunch of documents from clients, shipping them off to some black box in the in the big firm. And a month or so later, you'd get a binder back and, and walk through it with the client. Not really having spent a whole lot of time directly working working through that information and i and i think the aha moment that resonates for me the most is one of my one of my first clients a, a first generation immigrant uh, came here not speaking english ended up uh, buying the firm eventually that he that he started working for and he talked about in his early 50s he talked about our relationship as the money that he was uh, sending to me to look after. He wanted invested very conservative, conservatively. And if you looked at his age profile alone, you'd think, well, why is he being so conservative? And he talked about his business as being really his equity exposure. And it never, it never really occurred to me to think about non-traditional stocks and bonds as, uh, as investment assets. And, and it, was, it was that first conversation that really got me thinking about, well, the, the business, I think, is a lot more than when is it time to buy or sell stock and, and more thinking about the client's overall balance sheet uh, as, as basically a set of tools to get to whatever goals it is that they, that they are trying to achieve. So the, the magic equation, 100 minus your age equals your <laughs> equity exposure, that just doesn't work. 
Well, I think it's I think rules of thumb are are good places to start. I I would say I would say blindly following them is probably not the not the way to go. Uh, everybody's just got different got different goals. I mean, another example that I'm thinking about is a very successful client from the investment banking industry. So again, a, a relatively young young person, uh, early 40s, who left a very high powered career to go do uh, to go do other things that were important to he and his he and his family. Financial planning with them meant gathering. Uh, gathering assets from a, a variety of different places, putting them together in a in a in a consolidated fashion that they could look at them uh, easily, and structuring cash flow for he and his family to replace the cash flow that he was he was walking away from. So that that whole a hundred minus your a hundred minus your age just wouldn't apply wouldn't apply there. So again, good places to start, but generally you need to I think do a little bit more digging. Now, are the majority of your clients willing participants, if you will, in the planning process? Are you sort of dragging people to the planning tools, or do they say we're all in? I think relatively few people wake up on a Tuesday morning and say, "Let's drop everything and go do some financial planning." So I think most most of our clients appreciate the importance of it. Uh, but uh, a number of clients have referred to our approach as being pleasantly persistent, which I take as a big as a big compliment that they emphasize pleasant. Uh, but I think the financial planning just thing is again something that people know that they should do, but but probably in general need a little bit of, a little bit of prodding, or there's some inflection point in their life that makes it a priority. So I guess being a practitioner, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say with our four children, my wife and I did not have uh, a, the core estate planning documents in place until we were getting ready to go on an overseas trip. And I thought, you know what, maybe I should have a will and make sure that my kids are taken care of. So I, I think there needs to be some sort of inflection point and, and a little bit of a push from a, from a close advisor for most financial planning conversations. So those are great, great examples of what you're seeing with your clients. And they really show how goal-based planning helps advisors uh, such as your firm travel up in the value stack, going beyond just managing the money as we've talked about. Talk to us a little bit more about how achieving goals ultimately helps the end investor get more from their advisor. Yeah, so I I think there's something about money in in a lot of us that uh, we, we tend to focus on stock market movements or numbers on a page on a statement that we might be looking at. When in reality, I really believe that that money is just it, it's a bunch of tools basically available to us to accomplish whatever goals are important to us. And I think reor- reorienting client conversations ar- around goals really helps clients look at their balance sheet, whatever, whatever assets they've accumulated, as just tools. And, and I, think that's, I think that's very helpful in facilitating the financial planning conversation. So what advice would you impart for other advisors out there looking to expand their offerings or seek a new approach in the way that they deliver advice? Yeah, so I think the more uh, one an advisor can engage with their clients on a variety of different levels, I think the more important that relationship that relationship becomes. That's so that's going to vary according to different advisors' uh, practices. So, uh, so for example, one of our advisors has got a specialty in group health insurance. Uh, we have an, an attorney on staff next year. Uh, an advisor is going to join us that's got Medicare and Social Security uh, specialties. And I think I think a topic that doesn't get near enough attention is back to that financial literacy differentiator for us. 
I've stopped counting how many clients have said how much they use those videos in facilitating conversations with kids and with kids and grandkids because the you know we intentionally produce those in a jargon-free approachable approachable way. So again, the more an advisor can engage with their clients beyond the stocks and bonds, the deep the just the naturally deeper those relationships become. Mark, what other client perspectives can you give us? What I say to clients is when you guys are getting in the car and you're driving home or if I'm at the house, I've left, you guys are debriefing about the meeting. What is it that we would have talked about that would make you think that this was a worthwhile use of your time? And that's a great way to frame the conversation again around the client and what's important to them. My agenda doesn't matter. Their agenda matters. And then that guides the conversation where they want to go. So whether that's Debating whether or not they want to pay for a wedding for the kids, debating whether or not they want to fund kids or grandkids college expenses. Again, whatever's important to them, framing it in their terms, I think, is a critical first step in in really a client-centric, goals-based financial planning discussion. Mark, thanks so much for chatting with us today. I'm going to be thinking about pleasantly persistent. What a great concept that is and uh, appreciate your thoughts. Great being with you, Mark. Well, if you're keeping track, we've now tackled the first two tiers of the new advice value stack. And I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time with the climb. So join me next time on FinPoint, when we'll explore the next tier of our value stack, peace of mind, where we'll examine the emotional impact and benefits of having your assets working in line with your goals and how you can rest more easy when they are. Until then, I'm Mark Squires. Thanks for tuning in. eMoney Advisors LLC is a Fidelity Investments company and an affiliate of Fidelity Brokerage Services LLC and National Financial Services LLC. Fairhaven Wealth Management is an independent company and is not affiliated with Fidelity Investments. Listing them does not suggest a recommendation or endorsement by Fidelity Investments. The client experience expressed in this podcast is no guarantee of future success and may not be representative of the experience of other Fidelity clients. Information provided in this program is for informational and educational purposes only. To the extent any investment information in this material is deemed to be a recommendation, it is not meant to be impartial investment advice or advice in a fiduciary capacity and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for you or your clients' investment decisions. Fidelity and its representatives may have a conflict of interest in the products or services mentioned in this material because they have a financial interest in them and receive compensation directly or indirectly in connection with management, distribution, and or servicing of these products or services, including Fidelity funds, certain third-party funds and products, and certain investment services. Views are expressed through September 29, 2018 and do not necessarily represent the views of Fidelity. Views are subject to change at any time based upon market or other conditions, and Fidelity disclaims any responsibility to update such views. Fidelity Clearing and Custody Solutions, registered trademark, provides clearing, custody, and other brokerage services through National Financial Services, LLC, or Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, members NYSE, SIPC, 200 Seaport Boulevard, Z2B1, Boston, Massachusetts, 02210. Content from Fidelity Institutional Asset Management, FIM, is provided by Fidelity Investments Institutional Services Company, Incorporated, 500 Salem Street, Smithfield, Rhode Island, 02917. Copyright 2018 FMR, LLC. All rights reserved. 862-158.1.0.